We're fluffing the pillows for you. Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 475, an interview with Zandra of Little Yellow Couch Podcast. We're so excited to have you here, Zandra. Thank you. So I am so interested to know how you got started with the podcast. And your podcast has been going on for how long now? Uh, we're in our sixth year. Wow, that's quite a while. But you guys have done it maybe for around the same amount of time, but you've like double the number of episodes. So that's a long time. It is a long um, time, yes. And so how, so, and we've just been doing it for four years, by the way. How did you get started with the podcast? Well, Little Yellow Couch started out as a slightly different business. Uh, it was a subscription box, and then it was just a blog for a while. And we just had a passion for interiors, and we were just trying to put our our information, our ideas, our projects out there. This is back when I had a business partner. And we were kind of spinning our wheels because we were sort of hitting the blogosphere mm -hmm. kind of late in the game. And so it was a little right. bit hard to find an audience and to get traction. But podcasts were kind of new. It took us a little while to figure out how to do a podcast about interiors because it's so visual, you know, and a podcast right. is, says right. no visuals. Right. So once we, though, kind of hit on the idea of interviewing people, other designers, about why our interiors matter to us, why beauty matters, like why is it not just sort of a superficial uh, inconsequential little hobby. Why do our interiors matter? And, and so we came up with the name Style Matters for the podcast that is then produced by Little Yellow Couch. And we have loved it ever since. It, it really uh, it changed the game for us business-wise. Stop doing the blog, stop selling things, and just we do the podcast. And then uh, yeah, other things have come out from that that we'll probably get into later. But th that's the beginning of it. Oh, well, that's so interesting. And you're right. I mean, it was uh, a very crowded field as far as blogs. But even with podcasts, there's still fewer podcasts than blogs. Yeah. And I just think it's so much more personable. I than love a blog. the medium. I love being in people's ears. And I love the intimacy <laughs> of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of feel like you're there in the conversation. And that's why I, as a podcast listener, just love so many podcasts. Me too, definitely. I mean, I, I binge them like I do either Netflix or the way I read books. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, so uh, were you in the decorating or design space kind of before you started the blog and the podcast? No, and uh, my whole life has been kind of jump frogging, leapfrogging in weird ways from one thing to another. I'm just one of those people that just took a long time to figure out what she wanted to be when she grew up. I kind of came into it, uh, I was coming off of um, being a stay-at-home mom. I, I had left my job uh, because my second son, my, my youngest son, was um, diagnosed with some pretty significant special needs uh, and uh, uh, disabilities. And so he just needed a lot of, he was in the hospital a lot. He just needed a lot of attention. And it was kind of, I had just asked for a leave of absence from my job to do this, to stay home. And then right around that time, my husband got offered a job up in Massachusetts. We were living in uh, Pennsylvania at the time. 
So once we moved, I didn't really have another job to go to, and I was trying to stay home anyway, so I did that for a while. And I loved it, but as anyone who is a parent knows, it's it's the hardest job in the world, and, mm-hmm. and you, you don't have a lot of time for yourself or room for yourself when you're doing the parenting thing full-time. So I needed something to do. This is sort of a story that I think a lot of people can relate to, and I've always... I've always been kind of a creator. Um, I've always played around in my home. I've always redecorated. I've always painted just for fun, just for my own pleasure. And so I started making things and um, started making like home decor items. I made trays, frames, pillows, and I started selling them, applying to juried craft shows, selling them in Massachusetts and New York and Connecticut. And um, I did that for... I don't know, maybe five years. And that's where I met my business partner. She was doing this a similar thing. And we were both getting burnt out on the making aspect of it. Because <laughs> you can't scale it very easily. And if it takes me five hours to make a tray, you know, you have to, there's only so many you can make in a, in a week. And anyway, um, so we joined forces and then started Little Yellow Couch. Well, that makes so much sense to me. And having a a daughter with special needs, I completely understand that that is something I actually chose to leave my career also. Yes, we talked about that. And everyone, just so you know, Anita was a guest on my podcast, Style Matters. So I want everyone to go and check out that because we had such a lovely conversation. And yes, we did talk about, you know, this issue of parenting a special needs child. That's right. So it's very involved and you can't just leave your child with anybody when yeah. they have a certain needs. It has to be someone. I mean, when I first started, I had to be a nurse because she needed yeah. to be a tube fed. So yes, uh, or, or someone with medical experience. So I completely uh, understand that. But I noticed that you have an art degree. I have an acting degree. Yes, I have a BFA. Oh, I thought it was an art degree. Yeah, okay. An acting degree. Yeah, I told you my life was a little leapfroggy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I come from an uh, artistic family, and I ended up going to a performing arts high school, and then sort of the path was just, I, like, I didn't even question it. Like, of course, I'm going into the arts. And so I was most passionate about theater, so I went to a conservatory for four years just to study acting. And I loved it, um, but I had no preparation whatsoever for the world beyond the the acting training. And I'm sure they've changed that since I was there because Mm -hmm. learning how to find an agent, get a photographer, you know, negotiate a contract, uh, audition, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, that's like 90% of the job, right? But they only taught us the acting part. So it was a very demoralizing experience leaving and being so young, 21 years old in New York and not, you know, I did have an agent. I was able to graduate and do a showcase and get an agent. But even then, there's just so much work you need to do yourself. And and um, I got some jobs. I eventually got a job over in Europe uh, touring Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. So when you started your your blog and the podcast, you had an a an interest in design, but you really, in decorating, but you hadn't really worked any. No, I hadn't. Okay. I'd done this. So I did the acting thing, uh, finally decided that I couldn't, um, the, the not knowing when the next job was coming was too, mm-hmm. uh, that was too difficult for me. Um, so then I had to kind of reinvent myself. And so then I did, I did all quite a few different things. I got a couple of master's degrees and all the while I'm moving to different homes and different okay. apartments and just 
I have always loved it. I mean, I've loved it since I was a little girl and I'm turning my, you know, my bedroom closet into a, a city apartment, um, <laughs> you know, because I, I just creating a space that reflected my current interests and my passions and my values has just always been something that I have loved doing. So it, it came from that kind of very natural place. It did not come from any formal training. That's so interesting. I it, For Kelly and me, too, we both came from a completely different background as well. So I, I get that. That but, but we always had a passion for decorating. Mm-hmm. So, But I wanted to get the art degree, but my dad told me I was going to be poor and live in a van. So, uh, you know, I, so I thought maybe I won't go into art. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, so it kind of so, scared you off of it. Right. So he said, you know. I said, well, would I make money as an engineer? And he said, yes, you would. I said, okay, well, I don't want to live in a van, so I guess I'll do that. Right, right. It was so black and white back then, yeah. It kind of was. Yeah. Uh, And I want to get back to hearing about your acting career. Okay. Then I landed an audition for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? It was going to be touring in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. And I got the role of Honey, who is, you know, there's only four people in the play, if anyone's ever seen the movie. So the younger one did that. And and so here I am in Europe touring. I mean, it was like, uh, it was ex- exactly what I had imagined I had wanted to do with my life. It was a very difficult play. It was very emotional. So it was very draining. It was three months and you're doing, you know, seven, six or seven shows a week, the same thing over and over again, where you're kind of, kind of having to kill yourself on stage a little bit emotionally. Mm. And I learned a lot about perseverance from that. And I learned a lot about resilience and being mm-hmm. able to kind of show up mm-hmm. every day in a way that I think translates to a lot of different jobs in life, a lot of different careers or endeavors. So did you work more as an actor or was that kind of the end of it? I just decided, you know, there's a great big world out there. Maybe there's something else I could do. And I picked up, I left, I moved to Chicago um, just to kind of start a new life. And, and then, then yes, trying to figure out who I was going to be took me a while. (laughs) (laughs) So you had this, always had this love of decorating. So I'm curious to know, how would you describe your decorating style? Don't answer just yet. Uh, Kelly's going to step in here and check in with our sponsors. I'm dying to know Xandra's decorating style too, but I need to know something first. Are you as comfortable as I am right now? I dare say, unless you are wearing a Harper Wild bra like I am, you are not. But I want you to be. So get yourself some Harper Wilds. You gotta get the base, the bliss, the lounge, the move. Oh, the move. I love it so much. With Harper Wild, you can always count on buttery fabrics and thoughtful construction for absolutely all-day comfort. They have beautifully priced bundles and free returns, and they made the act of shopping for bras absolutely painless. Harper Wild truly makes everything about bras better. We've got a great special deal. Go to harperwild.com slash DTT so you can get 20% off your first purchase. That's Harper Wild, W-I-L-D-E, to get 20% off your first purchase. Have you heard of Poshmark? Poshmark is a terrific shopping app for buyers and sellers. I have purchased things from Poshmark for myself and my girls and always been really impressed with the quality. It's just such a fun way to shop and sell. Poshmark is an app for buyers and sellers of clothing, accessories, and decor. 
The Change of Season is a great time to download the Poshmark app and get started. It's super easy to use, and you'll find top brands, some gently used items, but many items with the tag still on them. Not only can you be a buyer, but also a seller on Poshmark. Download the app and create your own closet. Clear out your closet, make some money, and make some room for the new Poshmark finds that you will want to buy from the app. Poshmark is available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. And for DTT listeners, you're going to receive $10 off your first purchase by entering the invite code TIPS10, that's T-I-P-S-10, the number 10, when you sign up for the Poshmark app. So download it today. Woodstock chimes are the first wind chimes tuned to specific notes. So these chimes not only look pretty, but they sound amazing. And speaking of amazing, they even have a wind chime that is tuned to amazing grace. Other scales and melodies from different composers and cultures such as Mozart and Beethoven are also available. Woodstock Chimes also has a line of personalized chimes with laser engraved messages that you can create. They have tabletop chimes, fountains, bells, and even sun catchers. Music and sound is absolutely so healing and what a wonderful element to add to your yard, your balcony, or your patio. So treat yourself or someone special to a Woodstock Chime. For DTT listeners, you'll get 15% off your purchase. 15% off with the code DTT at Chimes.com. That's 15% off your purchase with the code DTT at Chimes.com. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined and... I can't really imagine my day starting without it. I've been taking Ritual Vitamins for months and months now, and it's just part of my everyday. I come down, I have my lemon water, I start making my tea, and I take my Ritual Vitamins. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality ingredients in forms that your body can actually use. Not only do they get in you easily, they get to your door easily. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. You can also start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And you know what? If you don't love Ritual, but I think you will, within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Key nutrients without the BS and no shady extras with Ritual multivitamins. And Ritual is offering Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash DTT to start your ritual today. That's ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash DTT for 10% off during your first three months. Oprah agrees with us or we agree with Oprah. Either way, Cozy Earth Sheets are the softest sheets that you'll ever sleep on. Cozy Earth Sheets are significantly softer than cotton. Cozy Earth Bedding and Loungewear is temperature regulating. It helps with those little hot flashes. Or if your partner is cold and you're hot or... Well, you are hot, but you know what I mean. Cozy Earth has been awarded one of Oprah's Favorite Things Awards three years in a row, and we couldn't agree more. You know we are so particular about our bedding, and we tried out these cozy earth sheets, and we cannot believe not only the softness, the comfort, but the temperature control. And beyond the sheets, they have this loungewear, pajama sets, or jogger pants, or cruise tanks, so many great basic pieces that come in the same fabulous fabric. If you go to CozyEarth.com and use the code DecoratingPodcast40, 
That's decorating podcasts spelled out for zero. You'll get 40% off your order. Can you imagine that? 40%. That's a huge saving. So get some sheets, get the pajama set, get some loungewear. You're going to love everything. I mean, Oprah doesn't lie and neither do we. My style is very active. Um, I am constantly playing around with with projects. Uh, and when I am in the middle of one, I'm already thinking about the next one. I'm sure you're similar, but it can be something small, like, uh, you know, just rearranging stuff that's on a mantle or a bookcase, or it could be a little bit medium-sized project. Like right now, I'm painting the stairs uh, that's going, uh, you know, up to my second floor in like a like a like a cheetah or a leopard pattern. Stop it! That yep. sounds gorgeous. Yep. I'm very excited about it. And then, or sometimes it's a big, huge renovation project. Like my husband and I like to renovate together. So you know, be laying floors, laying tile, laying stone, um, painting that kind of thing. So yeah, he I, likes I, to do this. He does like to do it. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Oh yeah, and he's handy. <laughs> he's taught me a lot about how to use the tool. Yeah, so it, that that is really fun for us. But but. Other than those big projects, it's it's just me, you know. Mm-hmm. So my style, it's very active. It's very eclectic. Um, I love traveling, and I definitely, when I'm out traveling, I my eye is on pieces I can bring back into my home. You wouldn't necessarily know they're from my travels. They're not terribly touristy things, but I certainly no know snow that's globes. where they're from. No <laughs> snow globes, no little Eiffel Towers, <laughs> no. Um, but there's sort of a lot of... Because they're coming from travels, then then that sort of adds to the eclectic nature of what you'll see on my walls or my bookshelves. Um, and it's, um, I'm, you know, I do like mid-century modern, but I also really like um, more like uh, American farmhouse back from the early 1900s and... Mm-hmm. The real farmhouse. Um, the real farmhouse, yes, the, with mm-hmm. the, the nicks and the scratches. And I love color and pattern. I'm not, I'm definitely a maximalist. So, I, I mean, that's kind of how I would describe it. So, if you could call it something, what would you call it? Well, it's funny you should ask because one of the <laughs> because things. Because it seems like so much. <laughs> it is so much. and, and I and don't I'll, have a term for it. I, I, I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but you kind of gave me the perfect opportunity, which is that one of the things that I offer for free on my website is a style finder, which is sort of a little game that you can play Mm -hmm. to kind of name your style to define it. And I I try to help people move beyond uh, typical categories, you know, Mm -hmm. like like mid-century modern or farmhouse. I try to get people to understand that your style is naturally eclectic because we are multifaceted human beings. So Mm -hmm. right now, my style, I would say, is old sea captain meets <laughs> love poetry in India. I mean, that's, oh, I love it. yeah, that, I mean, that's like, that's kind of what's what I'm going on right now, which is sort of even the leopard print going up the stairs. Like it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to get real leopard skin, right? But I can paint it because that's my, maybe he would bring something like that back from a, when he, you know, was sailing over to Africa. <laughs> So, um, so you're, so you really see somebody's decorating style as something that evolves over time and is not static. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I did have a Moroccan phase and a Tuscan phase. Love it. Yeah. So so I, I, I'm with you there. I'm totally with you there. And unfortunately, every time I've changed style, it's not been consistent with the old thing. So it kind of like was a, just throw everything out and start over kind of a thing. But but I've been on a roll here for a while. Good. So, yeah, I'm not throwing anything else out anymore. Uh, 
Oh, goodness. Okay, so you talk about slow style on your mm-hmm. website, and yeah. I would like you to share with us what is that? Well, thank you for asking. I'm I'm kind of passionate about it right now. So slow style um, is a framework that I've developed fairly recently, or at least I've been able to articulate it fairly recently, like within the last year, that that's really a culmination of everything I've learned over these five to six years I've been doing this podcast, because my podcast is almost entirely interview-based with designers and stylists. So I've learned a lot. And I've also just learned so much because I play inside my own home constantly. And I also, I'm just an avid reader of design principles. And, you know, I've just picked up a lot of knowledge. And, and But I really care about just everyday homeowners, just people who just want a beautiful space that's functional, that works well for them. You know, people that don't have the money to hire an interior designer or to get the, like the most expensive, fine antiques or whatever. And so I'm trying to come up with, uh, sort of encapsulate the way I've been approaching decorating for the past 25 years, which is about when I got my first home was when I was 25. So now you know how old I am. So, <laughs> um, so slow style it's basically founded on these three principles that I just believe have been true for me throughout everything I've done, which is one, life informs style, which means your lifestyle, whatever current phase you're in, needs to be supported by how you decorate your home. So mm-hmm. if you've got a special needs child at home that, you know, needs special equipment or needs to um, be able to reach things or be able to open things without, you know, having good hand eye coordination, whatever, you know, then then the choices that you make in your home and how you set it up need to be reflective of that. But the same mm-hmm. is true for someone who is newly divorced or someone who um someone who has children that are leaving the nest. Uh so whatever life stage you are in, big or small, I, I just think our homes need to support us. And I think there are ways to do that, especially in the way we organize and declutter. Um, the, the second principle behind slow style is that style is active, meaning you have, to, you have to play. In order to become creative and to become really good at those vignettes and those, you know, shelfies that people take pictures of on Instagram, the, the only way to get really good at picking colors and patterns is to do it, I think, mm-hmm. and to trial and error and to make mistakes and to learn from them. And um, so, therefore, I do think of style as not being static. I don't think of creativity as being static, nor do I believe that you're just born with it or not. I really think you can develop it. And then the third principle is style evolves, which is what we've been talking about, that throughout our lives, um, our interests change, our passions change, our values change. And and I don't believe we're ever done or finished decorating a home. It's mm-hmm. it's an evolving process, and, and it should re- continue to reflect who you are because we are continuing, hopefully we are continuing to evolve just as humans. Yeah, I would add what you're saying. I mean, I think you're kind of working this in is that it's really, it's it's good to be making mistakes when you're decorating because that's also part of the process of how you learn. I mean, what you're talking about is moving things around, trying different styles, uh, what works for my lifestyle. I think that's just fabulous uh, advice for people and uh, just kind of to know that it's not just some perfect style you're going for but something that that suits your family and uh you know you don't have to have it all together now you, you know you're going to be able to add and subtract and and move and evolve over time i love that 
perfectly. It's not about perfection at all. And and I also believe that we can have beauty even if we're in the middle of chaos in the rest of our lives, right? Like you don't have to wait for your dream home. You don't have to put it off until you retire or some, you know, some magical someday. It can be now. Right. And I think the more chaos somebody's life is in, the more important it is that their home be be organized and in a in a soft place to land because you know you may not be able to control what's going on outside but you know you can usually control what's going on inside and i just think that retreat is so important that's such a good point yes i agree speaking of retreats <laughs> i want to hear about your retreats yes. and your online course so okay. do tell okay so um just a side note here so anita and i we got to meet in person because i asked her to join me as sort of a, um, a guide on one of my retreats in Texas. So fun. I so had such fun. a fun time. Um, so, so the retreats were really the first thing that kind of came out of the podcast. Um, we, we wanted to, we, we were really developing a great community of, of listeners, um, people who are really, really interested in the substance behind the style, the stories. And so we decided that it would be really fun to start meeting some of these people in person. And so in 2018, I think we had our first retreat in New York, not in the city, but in the Hudson River Valley area where there's a lot of antiquing. And then let's see, we had a retreat in Texas and then one in Oklahoma and then the coronavirus hit. And so all of last year, nobody was doing anything. Uh. But the retreats are sort of where my heart lies. It, they mm-hmm. are just so enriching. And basically, it's like a two, two night retreat, usually over a weekend where we get together and there's a little bit of structure to it in terms of there's always something to learn. I'll have a workshop on design but then there's there's also a, a, an outing of some kind. Um, and now in Texas, because we're there during the Round Top Antiques Festival, the outing is sort of the big deal. That's sort of the big purpose of that retreat is to um, learn how to shop that great big huge fair together, uh, to learn how to look for things, to learn about you know what might work for you and how you might bring it back into your home, and then go shopping together, which is so much fun. And we stay at this gorgeous gorgeous place that in and of itself is very inspiring it's the mm-hmm. vintage round top it's by um with page hall and um page and smoot hall so that's a big part of it too it's just kind of being in their environment so i'm excited to say that there is we're finally going back to it we're finally doing another retreat after having a year and a half off in october to coincide with the round top fair coming up so um, yeah so that's I'm excited to get back to that and then after the retreats uh, I decided the retreats are not inexpensive you know Mm -hmm. uh, because of travel and hotel and food it's all inclusive so I wanted to do something that was a little bit more um, affordable for people and where I could help more people I mean these these retreats are limited to however big the place we're staying it is you know so like I think nine people is the limit for the Texas one Mm mm-hmm so the course is, it's, it's a makeover of one room in your home over four weeks using primarily what you already have. In fact, I encourage nice. people to not go buy anything new. And that's where I just take through people sort of, take people through my process. Of Sandra, that's I just kind of that. mean though. <laughs> not shopping? Well. <laughs> no, you can't shop? What? <laughs> it's, it's certainly allowed, but it is not a requirement. You can uh, use what you already have. And I think the purpose of this one is really about this idea of mastering the mix of old and new, of 
you know, your grandmother's hutch with your brand new sofa that looks very modern with something you got at Ikea 10 years ago. It, it, people really struggle with this. When I asked my audience and polled them about their biggest struggle, the biggest one they talked about was like, I don't know how to mix it all together. And every, nothing looks like it goes together. Even though people don't necessarily want matchy-matchy, they still want cohesion. And so mm-hmm. by working with what you already have, it's, it's a way to say, look, these things, you think they don't go together, but we will find a way to make it work. But, you know, of course you can go buy stuff if you want to. I'll never stop anyone from doing that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so after the course um, came the, my idea to start a, a monthly membership, which is even more affordable for people. It's, it's, um, it's online. It's, we do two projects a month. I don't overwhelm people with four projects or five projects. It's just two projects a month. It's all based on the slow style principles. We kind of go through the whole framework month by month. And uh, that has been so much more fun than I imagined. I am loving the members. I'm loving being in touch with people every single month because we also do a live call on Zoom every month. And uh, it's just been so much fun. So everything really has come from the podcast and, and bloomed from there. Impressive. I mean, it just sounds wonderful. There's so much that you offer listeners. Thanks. It's, it is fun. It's, it's really, it's been amazing. And then there's the content on the podcast as well. So you really offer so many resources for people. Also, I just want to say I have learned so much from my people in the Slow Style Society membership and from my course and my retreats. I mean, you know, I'm I'm open to learning as much as I am to teaching, and uh, and I have. It's been very reciprocal, which which is really wonderful. Right. When you put yourself out there, you end up learning from, like you said, you learn from listeners, and then you you're doing all this research all the time. So you really do end up learning more. I do. I do. It's constant, and it honestly, it keeps me going because otherwise, I think I would get bored or would start to feel old, or you know burnt out there's no need to feel old no 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh well Sandra I'm so happy that you came on decorating tips and tricks I so much enjoyed our talk why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you sure well Anita this has been such a pleasure and I love I can picture you because we've met in person as we're talking so that has been really a delight so everything you want to find out about anything I'm doing is at littleyellowcouch.com You can find me on Instagram with the same name, littleyellowcouch.com, on Pinterest, on Facebook, all of it. But really, the best place to go is the website. And um, you can find the free style finder I was talking about earlier where you can kind of define your style. You can find out about all of the other stuff and certainly listen to the podcast from there as well. So thank you so much, Anita, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh, wow, Anita, I really enjoyed your conversation with Zandra. I loved that you were talking to another podcaster, especially somebody in our space. So I hope everybody heads on over and checks out Zandra's podcast. I've been on her podcast in the past, so it's, it's, um, it was fun to talk with her again. She's a delight. That's right. So let's link that in the show notes to here too, so everybody can hear that interview. Okay, so what's our IG feature this week? 
It's one of our favorites, Milieu Magazine. Love, and it's love, love. In Houston, but I know it's one of your favorites, and it's one of mine absolute favorites. You know, there's so few print magazines left in this world. Uh, so many of the U.S. ones have just gone away. So when there's one of this quality that continues to be in print, it's just such a delight and so wonderful to have this. So it's really a beautiful print magazine. You should really go try the magazine magazine but uh, also you can check them out on Instagram because it's just such a stunning gorgeous feed a lot of traditional details there's also some contemporary details here so many gorgeous photos in here and there's this just amazing pink stove for example so just oh heart 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 I'm hearting <laughs> it now oh, yeah I love this magazine I love their Instagram but you know how Instagram is I don't see it all the time so I do this is one of the few accounts that I make the effort to pop over there I'll actually go search it and find it because it doesn't always come through my feed. I absolutely love it. They're doing a wonderful job at this magazine. I'm so glad they're still in business. Every time my issue comes, I'm like so happy that it's here and they're still available to get my hands on and sit down and have a cup of tea or a glass of wine and read it through. But in the in-between, the IG is the place to be and check it out. So that's our feature for today. We'll link it in the show notes. But you should also think about getting yourself a subscription. These are the type of magazines that I'm keeping. Mm -hmm. Lots of the other ones I'll read, I'll pull out what I want, and then I donate them to our local thrift store. But I don't give up my no. millions. <laughs> I have them all on a, in a bookshelf. <laughs> I don't blame you. They're great references. They're like little design hardcover books almost. Exactly, exactly. You're getting like a new book every month. Yeah, it's well done. And one thing, last thing I'll say about it is that they don't crowd the pages. They really respect the beauty of what they're presenting and give everything room to breathe. It's just really nice to read. Let's talk about our crushes. Okay, you go first. We love Hunter Boots. They make a really wonderful garden clog. I found a company in the UK that ships here. And so actually the crush is not just the Hunter uh, garden clog, but I'm also sharing where I buy them from, which is a place called Country Attire in the UK. And the reason I'm sharing them is because often these boots and the clogs that they share, the garden clogs, are usually typically over $100 a pair if you buy them in the U.S. And some of the boots are close to $200. But they just have a really great price on this website. And I just bought a pair of the clogs for less than $50. Wow. I know. And if you spend $100, which you can if you buy two, then you get free shipping here. And it takes a couple weeks, but I have bought from them. So, you know, you never know if the company's legit, but that's why I'm sharing this one so you'll know that it's a legitimate company. Oh, wow. Good to know. I'm going to definitely check them out. Okay, my crush is the Netflix series Dirty John. Has anyone oh, listened to the Dirty John podcast? They did a series on that on Netflix? I didn't know that. Yes, yes, yes. I listened to the whole podcast. I am usually not a true crime podcast listener. I have had a few that I really enjoyed. I shared one a long time ago, Detective Trap, which I really liked. And the Dirty John, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. It's It was fantastic. It is a true story that the LA Times covered. 
this story is sort of incredible. I'm really in the beginning of the Netflix show. The characters are exactly as I would have pictured them. These gals from the OC. Oh, yeah. And he's this pretty smooth operator. The actor who's playing Dirty John doing a really good job. But it's a real life, true story, which you can't even believe. So either watch the show and then listen to the podcast or vice versa or just do one of the other. It is quite shocking that this has happened and it's a real true story but the podcast was done so well and the LA Times produced it it was really well they brought the detectives on they they're sharing the interviews they're sharing depositions it's great it's really gripping was it gory was it kind of scary no oh no no it's not gory and I don't like I don't like creepy scary so is it creepy no 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 oh okay okay no, no, it's not creepy, scary at all. Oh, he, okay, okay. He's a he's a grifter. Oh, okay. You know, he's he's a con man, and he take and he takes all these women in, and uh, you know, no, they actually oh, yes, take I him in, but saying. he's taking them in. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta listen to it or watch it. It's great. Okay, well, good. I'll check it out. And if you are considering a design consult with Anita and I anytime soon. Act now. The link will be in the show notes to schedule a consult with us, which will be amazing. We'll be so excited to talk to you, but we're going to give you such great tips and great advice and particularize it to you, your home, your needs, your wants, your desires, everything about you. So do it now because we're booked up. We're almost completely booked up for the rest of the summer. So head to the show notes and schedule your consult today. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. We are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.